Hey guys, welcome back to the Max Spence Business Podcast. Today I have a very special guest. His name's Sam Lister. Uh, he's actually um, a LinkedIn and also social media influencer. Uh, and he also runs his own media company. It's great having you on the show, Sam. Appreciate you having me on, Max. Awesome, awesome. So uh, why don't we jump right into this? Uh, why don't we do an intro about, you know, who you are, where did you grow up and, uh, you know, how did you get into media and social media and then uh, that people might, that maybe don't know you, you've blown up on, you know, LinkedIn with, I think, I believe like 34,000 followers uh, and also on so, uh, Instagram as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from, uh, I'm originally from Greendale, Wisconsin, currently live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, super, super close together. Um, so born and raised in, in Wisconsin, in the Midwest here, um, and really just decided in high school that I was going to take social media seriously. I've always been fascinated with social media. I used to like grow Instagram accounts when I was in like seventh grade. I had like 80 90,000 followers in like seventh grade and like no one really knows that but I was just like I was like obsessed with like growth hacking and weird stuff in early Instagram days um, but I've always always just been on social um, so as I really uh, just grew up I guess I knew I wasn't going to go to university I knew I wasn't going to go to college so I wanted to um, just jump right into entrepreneurship. So I figured I would document that whole journey through starting my own business and uh, the, the failures and successes that I was going to, going to have in the future um, and just document the journey of not going to school. So that's exactly how I started. So I started my like senior year in high school. I made my first videos just talking about what I was trying to do at the time, um, testing a bunch of different entrepreneurial ventures like real estate, e-commerce, cryptocurrency, forex trading, anything under the sun to make money. Um, and like the last thing I tested was actually video and like making videos for other people from like a production standpoint. Um, cause I was still making all of those videos with my, with my iPhone, editing them in iMovie. So I hopped over to LinkedIn in the fall of 2018. So, um, a little more than two years ago. And then people started reaching out to me from the LinkedIn platform asking if I could make videos for them. And those were my first clients. So I would just sit there with my iPhone recording them. Um, and then I just took every opportunity, uh, since then and ran with it. So I've just done a bunch of stuff in the media space, specifically in the video space, and I've been pivoting a bunch uh these past two years so now we're doing like just social media video editing for top level personal brands uh fully remote so if you if you need editing like that's that's essentially what we do yeah yeah that, that, that that's absolutely crazy and yeah I, I i've seen you on uh, i've seen quite a few of your videos on linkedin and, and i love them they're of like really really great quality videos um and uh, they really catch your eye and that's like the important thing right is like usually when i Scrolling, you can scroll through LinkedIn. You'll see a lot of different stuff. But usually, when I see one of your videos, I'm like, "Oh, that, that's interesting," or "Oh, yeah, that that catches my eye, that eye, my eye," uh, which is awesome. Uh, so, what what do you think? What what sort of natural attributes about yourself do you think made you go into media over? You know, like you said, you were testing. You know, seeing sort of tasting of different things and seeing what you liked. You know, in real estate, uh, stocks, and all that sort of stuff, or maybe other companies, and you know, like clothing or uh, other things. What, what, what sort of made you go towards media? Yeah, it was the fact that I could be myself and I could, I could leverage my own story and my experiences in the world and other people would find that valuable. And that's really what attracted me. Facebook stock doesn't care about who you are and what your story is. Uh, it goes up and down and it, it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't care who you are. It's same with, same with real estate. And I guess real estate is a little different because I think real estate and media is 
pretty directly directly correlated nowadays. Um, but yeah, it was it was really the fact that I could just be myself, and that's how I could sell people. That's how I could make these conversations and uh, build that like online community and uh, place to really just collaborate with other people. So yeah, it was the it was I guess the drive for collaboration, and but also just being myself. Okay, awesome. Allowed awesome. Me to. So, so what made you also, uh, what made you want to go into, uh, entrepreneurship over, uh, going to work at a company or something or going to work at a media company? Uh, have you always sort of been like doing, you always like to do your own thing and you always like to sort of have control of how you spend your time and stuff or, uh, yeah, I don't like listening to people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like listening to people or following directions. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't really fit into a corporate <laughs> setting. I've, I've had one job all my life and that was at like the same exact company. It was a baseball field in summer and a snowboard park in winter, like a ski hill in winter. Um, I, again, I, I love snowboarding and I love baseball. So it didn't really feel like work. Um, and I've only worked there from like 14 to 18. That was my only job quit at 18 and I will probably never get a job again. So that was my like one and done job. Um, loved it. Loved every second of it. I, I worked ridiculous hours, but it was doing something I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, as far as like going, going corporate and getting like a job, at like another media company, which probably makes more sense than starting a media company from scratch with an iPhone when you've never touched a camera before. Um, it's cause I couldn't get a job anywhere who like, I had no experience. I had no skills. I, I, I couldn't go into any media company and say, Hey, can I, can I have a video production job, a video editing job? Cause I didn't know anything. So I'm like, okay, I'll just create my own job. So that, that's why, uh, that's what really pushed me into entrepreneurship. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The, the thing I sort of noticed with a lot of entrepreneurs, cause I've interviewed a lot of different people, uh, on the podcast and some of them being, you know, executives, other being entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs are very like romantic with the adventure of creating a business. They, they, they love that, you know, I don't know how I'm going to figure this out and it's going to be really hard and it's going to suck, but I'm just, it makes them excited to sort of go down this path of not knowing. And they, there's not like, Oh, if I work at this company, you know, then I'll get promoted to this. And it'll just be like, you sort of have your life mapped out ahead of you. I find entrepreneurs, it's more like there's this, this unknown of like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be really exciting to figure it all out and, you know, and fail and figure this out. And then when I do achieve something and build something, I'm going to be so excited uh, cause you know, it was, it was, it was me and I pushed myself to my limits to achieve it. Um, which, mm-hmm. which I, I find with a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, so I, I want to sort of talk about now is, uh, you, you, like, like you were saying, you just jumped straight into making your own company, which is crazy. Um, and so like what, what, what sort of, what sort of things like, like if, 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 if you were going to say, uh, to somebody who is younger, uh, because a lot of people might be, you know, afraid to do that, to jump into creating their own company and media. So what, what sort of drove you forward? Yeah. Um, having your back against the wall and not having any plan B really helped me out. Um, I was, I was fortunate enough to have a good relationship with my parents at the time too. And I, and I still do, um, that I was still living at home. I really had no expenses. So when I quit my job, uh, my like later half of my senior year, or it was like that summer going into what would be my freshman year of college. Again, didn't go to college, um, but it was that like June or July time that summer. Um, I just saved up enough from just working the past four years to be able to just sustain for a few months, uh, on my own. So I think, uh, 
before just blindly jumping into the deep end without any resource, without any knowledge, um, I think build yourself a little buffer, build yourself. Okay. How, what are my monthly expenses? Do I have enough saved up, um, that I, I, can still feed myself. I'm still, whether it's you're living at home, you need to move back with your parents, which is completely fine. Um, find out what that baseline is, make sure that baseline is covered and then take the leap. That's what really helped me because I, I had an advantage. I was 17, 18 years old. I was living at home. I didn't have a car payment. I didn't have a house payment. I didn't have really anything. A lot of my food was paid for just because it's, I'm, I'm living at home. Um, so that, that really enabled me to put all of the money I was making and any like client money back into the business at the time. Uh, so that's really helped me. So uh, especially if you're young, uh, leverage, leverage your age and leverage not having um, so, many, so many commitments in your life. Typically, people aren't married until a little later in life. They don't have kids. And if you do, that's fine. But it, it just makes things more hard and complicated in the process. So uh, leverage when you, when you have, uh, not a lot of responsibilities and commitments. That's yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with that as well as, um, well, probably one of the stupidest things I've done is like, I, I, I got into real estate for a bit. And part of that was like, you really need to sort of, I, I thought you really need to look the part. So I, I went and sort of, um, I got a car and the car was it's 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 an okay it's not like super fancy car but it's like a little bit more expensive than uh i to be honest now like i should have just got like some crappy honda civic that's like you know 2010 or something paid you know three or four grand for it and been good uh because now that's still a liability and now it's some now it's a, a debt that you have that you have to keep paying for which is um you know which which sort of hinders your ability to pivot quickly and, you know, go on the attack because you're able, because, you know, you have, you have this payment you have to keep, you know, paying for. So it's like, you always have to make sure that, uh, you have to manage your risks and other things like that. So ha having that ability where you have like zero, you know, you know, debts or anything like that, that is the perfect time to just go crazy and just go try as many things as you can pretty much. Yep. Agreed. Agreed, man. So I, I, I want to talk to you about now is uh, time management. So I, I've seen or seen like everything that you've been doing and stuff and, and you've, and you're really big on, so from what I've seen anyway, you seem like a guy who's very big on personal development, learning, uh, teaching yourself. Do, do you read a lot of books by chance? A ton. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So th this is why I love having people uh, on the podcast such as yourself, because uh, I'm able to like learn a lot of stuff from you by asking, you know, certain questions and stuff and just sort of stuff that you figured out. And, you know, you already have like the key points of, you know, how, how to, you know, operate something better. Uh, so I want to talk to you about how, how do you manage your time, schedule your days to be like sort of really productive uh, and sort of how do you schedule your days when, you know, you, like, like everybody in the world, you know, it, you're not going to feel like you want to put your hundred percent into put your hundred percent into it some days and sort of how, how do you manage that, you know, with like, you know, mental health and other things like that. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm human, just like the next human in line and life happens. And this has been a crazy year specifically in 2020. Um, so obviously there's always going to be things, um, feeding for your, for your attention here. But, um, as far as my day-to-day -day schedule, I try to not be too structured, um, besides my morning routine and kind of reflecting back on the day. And then kind of that in between is where I just block out chunks of time to do my work. So, um, let's say for like my morning routine, it doesn't really, matter when I get up. Um, I've been just trying a lot of different uh, ways as far as just getting the best quality of sleep and letting my body sleep in. So 
sometimes I wake up at 4.30, 5 a.m. in the morning, but sometimes I let my body sleep in until 6.30, 7, 7.30. Um, but just as long as when I wake up, it's more important about the time you are awake than the time you are sleeping. Um, and what are you going to do with that time you are up? So when I get up, I, I meditate, I read, I try to work out, I run, um, I journal, I reflect on the day, uh, like go through, um, go through goals, go through like to-do lists for the day. And then I really get on with my, with my day after I accomplish all of those for the first two to three hours of the day, really try not to get distracted with my phone. Um, and then I jump into what's, what's my, what's my number one most important task of the day. As long as I can complete that, my day is good. It's a success. Um, and then I, I can kind of move on. So that's really how I, how I prioritize. So um, set, set, set goals and what is that number one activity that will move you closer to that goal? Accomplish that one thing every day and then you're in a good spot. Um, and then obviously everything else, there's, there's more than just one thing to do in a day. Then you kind of just go, go step by step and um, block out time to accomplish the, the other things on your list. And then when the day is, day is at the end, uh, try to reflect and reflect on that day, highlight wins, highlight losses. How do you get better uh, tomorrow? Um, accomplishments, all that good stuff. So that kind of evening routine is definitely something I'm working on right now. Um, definitely, definitely harder than my morning routine, just because my morning routine is more, more built into my habits than my evening routine, but really putting a like hard stop on the day when, when the work day is done. That's kind of how I structure it. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that is true. And, and I've sort of found for uh, myself um, is really creating those good habits, right? With my, with my podcasting stuff is uh, uh, this is what I've personally learned from it is like, I, I made it as easy as possible just to start and then start doing it and then just start creating easy habits. And then I started to build off those, like with my podcasting, I started with, you know, one, just one audio, not even YouTube, not even anything else, just not even clips, just audio. That was it. And just doing one of those a week and then built that to two and then put out YouTube and then started creating clips um, and stuff like that. I, I was just wondering, cause like, you know, like everybody else that, that like when you're, like the interesting thing is like when you're an entrepreneur, you're in charge of your own time. You can be a lot more uh, lenient with yourself than, you know, like if, if, if you're working at a company, it's like you can put on those eight hours. Um, and if somebody's saying you to you, this needs to get done, you'll get it done. Right. There's, there's no problem. But when it's in your head, you're like, Oh, I need to get this done. Um, you know, you might be like, Oh, I'll push it to tomorrow. So how, how do you actually pull yourself out of like, you know, like, let's say you have one day where it's just like, you really don't feel like, doing anything you just want to sort of relax and you know maybe watch netflix or chill and or you know go see family or something what, what, what do you sort of do in those times and, and i'm not saying it's it's not it's it's not a bad thing to do those things but you know it's just how how do you you know it's like tuesday and it's like you know you, you got stuff to do so we're like well what, what do you do to sort of pull yourself out of that yeah i go out and uh watch netflix if i wanted to watch netflix and visit family if i want to visit family and i i don't beat myself up over that and that's that's something that i've worked really hard on of letting myself and my body and my mind take breaks when it's uh when it needs breaks i don't care if it's a middle middle of the week wednesday tuesday thursday or or it's the weekends um sometimes i get random source of inspiration on the weekend and cool i want to film a podcast right now um awesome but then sometimes on on a random Tuesday. I'm like, I want to take the day off. Then I take the day off. And that's the, that's the benefit of having obviously a team and systems around you. If you're a solopreneur, you 
don't really have that luxury and then your business doesn't grow. Um, but that's, that's something I've been working on is building systems around me to really automate everything about my business. So I don't need to work in the business and work into the day-to-day operations every day. So everything runs itself. Um, so once you get to that point, um, then yeah, you can, you can definitely take those, take that time off guilt-free. But again, I was just thinking back to when I was like first starting, I was just solopreneur. I was, it was just me, myself and I, um, and I would work 15, 16, 17 hour days, day in and day out. And it, it, it was fun, but it wasn't sustainable. And I've learned a lot since then. Um, but yeah, I, it, uh, going back to the original point of what happens when you want to take a day off, I, I take a day off. I'm so excited for winter to come. I'm a big snowboarder. I'm going to take so many days off and just snowboard and get creative and find flow and um, super excited. So yeah, really trying to uh, be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a hundred percent. And I agree with you uh, with that. And, and there's two things that I, I really liked there was uh, one of them was finding like you going back to, you know, finding that one thing that's going to push you forward, the mo- your business forward the most, right? Because there's a lot of things you can do that can make you busy, but aren't going to push you forward. So really taking the time to set those goals and think about your business and think, what can I do to push the business forward the most? And the second thing was systems. Uh, and the thing uh, and sort of how I think about this, uh, which you might agree and you might not agree is I, I sort of look at Jeff Bezos and Jeff Bezos, you know, this guy who's reached you know, almost $2 billion, $200 billion of net worth. Uh, you know, this guy isn't working, you know, 20 hour days nonstop every single day. This guy, you know, he, he takes time off. He's like to, to reach that level. It's, you can't work for it. You have to make smart decisions and you have to make the right decisions. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I sort of wanted to take your, uh, take on that of like, what, um, what things have you sort of analyzed in your business that push it forward the most? It's a really, really great question. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's hiring be- people better and smarter than you. Um, I think that's what it really comes down to. And that's at its core. If you can hire someone, um, sales to be, to be specific, that's kind of this, the newest system I'm building out. Um, if I can hire someone to handle, handle a lot of sales and responding and um, sending out messages and stuff and just the really they know the sales process, then I don't need to spend that time doing sales because they're better than me at it and they're working on it. They're in their lane so they can excel at what they're, what they're good at. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. So finding the right people and putting them in the right roles, I think that's the, that's the really biggest thing to move your business forward um, and just identifying those. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. The, the interesting thought I have with this is, um, you know, like when you're hiring somebody and you hire somebody better than yourself at something, which is makes a lot of sense. But my always thought process is like, why is, why does this person want to come work for me? You know, if they're amazing at sales, why don't they want to start their own company or something, or, you know, start their own sales company or start their own company if they have all this experience in selling. Um, so what, what are your sort of thoughts on that? Cause entrepreneurship and being a CEO is, is, is a really, it's a really weird job title, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like normal. It's, it's, you're doing a lot of different things. You're not like, it's nothing set uh, and you're being very, very creative. Um, and you're choosing where you, where the business is to go. Right. So my thought process has always been with this, um, is like, why would somebody want to work in this company, uh, as a sale, as a salesman, uh, when they could start their own company. But I guess, uh, actually, you know, I, I, I want to sort of hear your thoughts on it. 
Yeah, it's it's the risk versus reward. So entrepreneurs are the riskiest. They're at the top. They put up the capital. They put up the risk. They put up the hours. They put up everything. They risk it all. Anyone below that, whether it's a CEO to commission-only salesperson, they can rely on that entrepreneur. And a lot of salespeople, they don't want to be their own, their own boss, their own entrepreneurs. They want the freedom and flexibility being a commission only salesperson enables them to do. They can kind of make their own hours. They can make as much as they want as far as, as long as the services and products are good that they're, that they're selling. Um, but they don't, they don't have any overhead. They don't need to worry about payroll. They don't need to worry about expenses and, um, and, and insurance and clients and all of those things. So it's just, it's the risk versus reward. A lot of people aren't willing to take that risk to get into entrepreneurship and that's completely fine. Um, and some people want, want to get involved with startups and stuff, which are also high risk. So they have a higher risk tolerance than most, but they don't want to be that go-to entrepreneur, that number one person to, to really absorb all of the all of the risk and all of, I guess, the, um, the shit that entrepreneurs go through. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that does make a lot of sense and stuff. Um, my, so yeah. Um, and what, what are your thoughts around that between like, cause I consider myself as like, I'm not a thoroughbred entrepreneur, but I also don't want to work in a company for the majority of my life. I want to start my own business. Um, and you know, in, in different things, but I'm not, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm very in the middle. Uh, so my thought process has always been like, what's sort of the difference between somebody who is like in the middle, a true entrepreneur, and then somebody that just wants to work in a company. Um, and what, what, what are your sort of thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, I guess like the scale of scale of entrepreneurship of like one on the left, there's super corporate. I want a nine to five job that pays me X amount per year. I get X time off. I get all of the benefits. I don't want to worry when I clock in, I'm working. When I clock out, I'm out not working. And that time away, it is my time. That's on the left side. The right side is like, yo, I am on 24 seven. I'm an entrepreneur. Like it's my own, it's my own ship. I built everything. And then there's kind of the in-between. And, um, I think most people fall in the in-between. So I think it's, uh, I think it, you need to ask yourself, what, what are your values and can you find other companies that align with those values? If, if a big value of yours is let's say family and having time off to see family, does that company allow you to work remotely when you, when uh, obviously with the current situation of the world right now, a lot of people are working remote, but let's say COVID aside, 2020 aside, um, say that company doesn't, doesn't allow you to work remotely. They, that you only get two weeks a year or something. They're super strict on that. Okay. Maybe that doesn't work for you, but then maybe there's another super like innovative company and a fun company to work for. They say, okay, you can, you can work remote literally whenever we'll pay for your flights home to see your family. If your family is like out of state or anything. So it's, it's really just, uh, just knowing your values and seeing if those values align with any companies. And if they don't, and you want to launch your own thing, then awesome. Launch your own thing. So I, I think a lot of people um, get caught up in the title of, Oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, but they don't really know what it entails. Yes. You want freedom. Freedom doesn't exactly equal entrepreneurship and vice versa. Entrepreneurship doesn't exactly equal freedom. Um, it's, more likely the other way around entrepreneurship is the opposite of freedom when you're first starting. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my take on that. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so, so I sort of want to pivot it now to, um, 
what what act what actions have you taken in your life that is that have changed your life the most for the better or maybe you, you, you what, what you've learned from yeah uh meditating i i could take this this answer quite a bit of different ways maybe i'll touch on it later but yeah i think if i had to pinpoint the one thing that has profoundly changed my life is meditating and creating space for myself to just think and sit there with my thoughts it has decreased my stress it's taught me how to be more in tune with myself in tune with my thoughts if i'm faced with a stressful situation i know how to go about it and i just know what's coming up in my in my body more um and it's just a again the world is so noisy that taking deliberate time to just sit there and breathe in silence or in uh maybe you have just like a rain landscape or a beach landscape it's it's really no distractions around you though i think that a lot of people need that again because there's so much media there's so much consumption of of these of these headlines and this toxic information and toxic news in the world so i think taking a time to unplug and really finding yourself is important because so many people wake up they turn over they hit off their alarm and they start scrolling on instagram until the day the second they fall asleep they get tired they let their phone fall asleep on their face. Um, and they're like, oh, wow, I was scrolling on Instagram literally from the second I wake up to the second I go to bed. And everything in between is just news, news, media, media, consumption, uh, more information. We just, we have the most information we've ever had right now. And I don't think that's very healthy. So deliberately taking, taking time and creating that space for yourself, almost that that space and safe bubble around you of, okay, I'm, I'm going to sit here distraction free. I'm going to do the most simple thing on earth you can do, which is sit down and breathe. You really think about that. That is like, what is harder than that to sit down and breathe? There's, there's really not anything that is the core of living and being just being everyone does it. All animals do it. Um, and a lot of people can't do it. A lot of people can't sit down and sit with their thoughts. And that's terrifying to me. If you're in a place where you can't sit down and really explore your own thoughts, you are in a very hurt place. So I'd say start doing it and start going into that because we only have one thing. One thing stays constant from the moment we wake up and come out of the womb, the moment we are born to the moment we die. And that is our breath everything else will change. Your family will change, yourself will change, your outsides, your environment, your living quarters, your health, everything will change besides your breath. That's yeah, that, wild. Yeah. And people don't focus on it. Yeah, that, that, that is pretty true. I, I, I got into a conversation recently with a, with a personal trainer. He, he meditates a lot. Um, and he says some of his biggest life breakthroughs has been when meditating and sort of figuring out how, how internally is sort of in like his thoughts work and everything like that, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I, this, I think this is a great segue to go into, um, I sort of ask this every now and then, and I like to bring it up as much as I can and sort of get people's different perspectives on it. So, so what, what, uh, what makes you happy in life? What, what do you, what, what gets you excited to, you know, to be alive. Yeah. Just waking up every day and like realizing the opportunities that I can create for myself. 
that's what really, really pumps me up. It's not, it's not entrepreneurship. It's not building a business. It's not building systems and building a video editing business and creating content online. It's just literally the fact of I woke up today and I can, I'm in 100% control of my life and I can, I can change and shape my life any which way I want. At the core, that is the most empowering thing I feel uh, every day. And that's what gets me excited. That's what wakes me up of knowing I have those opportunities and knowing I'm, I'm in control of kind of my own, my own destiny, if, if you will. Um, and I don't think a lot of people think about that. I don't think a lot, I think a lot of people, myself included, uh, really before I dug into self-development, I just kind of go with the flow in life and uh, let other people dictate their lives and let other people shape and mold uh, who they are and uh, what they do day to day. But once you really start breaking that mold and taking hold of your life, I think that's when true happiness and contentness um, really prevails. And I think Jay Shetty had a podcast with Ed Milet. I think that was the duo. And I think Jay Shetty was saying how you constantly need to be blissfully dissatisfied with your life. And that, that word combo, blissfully dissatisfied, really stuck with me because it's the fact that, again, you woke up, you're so grateful, you're so present that you just have another opportunity and you just live in true bliss and harmony of I'm, I'm another human being. I'm, I'm in control of my life, but then also the dissatisfaction of that kind of comes with like, I need to keep pushing and I, I want to push myself. I want to see how much impact I can make. I want to see what changes I can make in the world. I want to see who I can connect to and how many people, uh, people's lives I can change. So that kind of, um, duopoly there of, of words, um, that really stuck out with me. And that's, that's what I try to try to hold true, uh, to my to my life right now so that's that's really what gets me excited yeah yeah that 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 is pretty that, that is pretty amazing uh, and, and that's one thing I, I struggle with uh is like waking up and being with with a lot of gratitude for just being in you know being being alive and just being thankful that you know you live in canada or the u.s or in certain areas of the country that you don't have to worry about a lot of stuff that other people have to worry about uh but also being hungry as well to go after and push yourself more and more and more and also being patient with time as well that not everything you know the majority of stuff isn't going to happen well everything's not going to happen right at the second it's going to take you know months years decades to get to certain levels that you want to achieve so really combining those three into one is is really hard to i i find really hard to understand and like like you, you can talk about it and contextualize it and stuff, but it's really, really hard to understand like inside and like really, really like really feel it and understand it and be okay with it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, I, I, I sort of want to talk about now is uh, what, what sort of, because you've grown your following per, like to a, to a crazy number. Uh, what have you seen is the best ROI for, you know, LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok? Hmm. I guess could you re could you reward as far as like ROI are we talking about like actually like dollars in the door or like what do oh you no mean? sorry sorry I sorry <laughs> I should have worded that a lot better um no you're good yeah. <laughs> all good yeah uh so what what I mean is like growing your personal brand mm -hmm. what what has been the best ROI I know for LinkedIn that it's a lot more on written content 
in Instagram is more, uh, well, this is what I think anyway, um, is a lot more on, you know, videos and pictures and stories. And then Facebook, I have no clue. And TikTok, uh, I have no clue either. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really try not to think about any tactics or, uh, or growth hacking or any ways that what, how you should do social media, what you should put out on, on social. If, uh, LinkedIn posts and written word is working the best and that's the fastest way to grow. I will purposely do video. Um, so that's something that I've always tried not to get sucked into of, Oh, I need to feed the algorithm essentially. Um, so I'm definitely not the, not the best person to ask for that. But one thing that's really stayed consistent is just my story. I've, I've just been, been consistently sharing my life experiences across any platforms. It doesn't matter if it's LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok. It's less about the platforms, but more about your story and your message. So I think if you want to grow and grow a community, like hone in on that message, hone in on who you are and what do you want to give to the world? What do you want to give to the, the viewers and listeners that are consuming that content? How are you going to improve their lives? Um, I think if you, if you worry about that more so than the following, then the followers come again, social media is always subjective. There's always going to be an algorithm. Your posts are always going to be shadow banned and hidden and other bullshit that people love to complain about because their content sucks and they're not willing to make those changes and they're not willing to read your audience. If I, if I post a video and it gets one like and zero comments, I'm like, damn, that's, that's not LinkedIn's fault. That's my fault. That's my fault because I didn't read the audience. Obviously that, that piece of content didn't resonate with my audience. So I'm going to change it. And then maybe I make a few changes. I make a few wording changes about topics and, and stuff. And then I posted, post another video and it gets 10,000 views and a hundred comments and like it does really well. Um, so it's just having that constant learning mentality of uh, never, again, being, being blissfully dissatisfied almost. Like, okay, I'm, I'm pumped because all of these platforms are free. It's an amazing opportunity to really share my message with the world. But at the same time, keep pushing, keep learning, and really having that learning mentality. I think if you go into that, it doesn't matter what, um, what algorithms, what posts you, you make and everything. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I sort of want to, I'm really fascinated with your story, uh, and how you just create content. So like, um, you know, probably at the beginning, you probably didn't find it easily, but like you, you've got really good at creating content, um, and just telling your story. And it's not like, you know, like, uh, you know, for a lot of people, they're thinking like, Oh, I have to do something crazy or I have to, um, you know, have some accomplishment or anything like that. You're literally just telling the process from like day one of having no clients to, you know, building to a couple clients to losing clients to getting more clients and sort of then pivoting and saying, you know what, I actually don't want to do this anymore. I want to go do this. And it's sort of staying like, it's not like you're stuck to like one certain sort of brand or, you know, like the, um, like, uh, you know, your purpose or something like that. It's like, I, I find with a lot of people is like, and same thing with myself is like you, your identity is sort of hooked to this one thing uh, and that's who you are and you really don't want to change it. But you've done a really well, good job of just like, uh, yeah, I've seen that you've pivoted to a lot of different things uh, and you've just done it and you've still carried on your personal brand and you're still the same. It's just you're doing something else.
now. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with saying, actually, I don't enjoy what I'm doing anymore. I want to change it to something else. So I want to sort of ask you, how, how did you actually sort of find that? And how did you sort of deal with that? Cause, uh, I know when I make pivots, um, I like previously in my life, I, I, I had like three to four months where I was depressed and stuff and it was just shit. And it was just like, empath, empath uh, yeah, like, um, not empathetic. Uh, I think maybe it's empathetic where I, 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 I just didn't really care about stuff. And it was just like, wow, this is really weird. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's instead of wrapping your, your ego and identity around those external factors, it's wrapping your ego and identity around being the learner and going into every single situation, situation, knowing you can learn something from it. And then for me, it's simply documenting that story. I am by no means an expert in anything. I'm not an influencer or anything. I'm, I'm just being, I'm being me. I'm, I'm Sam. Um, and I'm going to show up as Sam every single day. And for the people that want to listen, then awesome. For the people that don't, awesome. Go on with your life. Um, and I, since, since the start, I've really tried to be deliberate on, okay, this is me. This is the story I'm going to tell. It's, it's an ongoing story. I'm going to just document my way through learning all of these things. And it's a, a common theme is, um, what, what do I wish I knew growing up? What would I tell my younger self? That's the content I create. Um, so every single day I, I learn something new that would benefit myself three years ago or four years ago when I started. And that's the content I'll create. So it's, it's easy for me because it's, it's a chance to be myself and just talk to my younger self because I was him two years ago, three years ago, one year ago. And I'm just learning so much along the way. So in that process, um, I know other people resonate with it because there's other people like myself two years ago, three years ago, four years ago that are in that place. And maybe this content can help them. Um, that's, that's what I've really just stuck with. I've never, I never wrap my identity of, Oh, I'm the go-to video editor guy. I'm going to base all of my content around video editing and only going to talk about video editing. That's super limiting to me. And it's super boring. I want to talk about a bunch of random stuff that all tie into who I am. Like, meditating, like snowboarding, like create, like finding a creative flow to self-development, to reading books, to everything in between. Um, that's, that's what more, that's what interests me more. Um, also, so myself in 10, 15, 20 years can look back on these videos and say, damn, I really did that. I documented this whole journey and it's a perfect reflection of looking back on those old, those old documents and those, that old content to say, okay, that's, that's exactly the, the moment in time I was feeling this one thing, or I closed this deal and I made this content and, and all of those things. It's a, it, we'll have these videos forever. We'll have these podcasts forever. So it's, it's so cool to be able to look back on that old, that old content. So that's, that's why it comes pretty naturally to me now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So do, do you, do you ever feel like you, you're chasing something at all in life? Um, again, you're, you're good at this, man. You're good. This, I love this question. I guess I don't really feel like I'm chasing something, but at the same time, I'm really good at putting unnecessary pressure on myself to meet goals and standards that I put on myself and no one else does. Um, so I think it's a, it's a constant battle between 
chasing and again, <laughs> being blissfully, blissfully dissatisfied. Um, again, right, right now at the moment, I'm just super present. I'm thinking, I'm just like, no, I'm not chasing anything. I'm just being, and we're having a really good conversation. But then there's times when I'm like, damn, I didn't hit these goals. I'm, I'm constantly chasing these revenue numbers, this follower count. And, um, that's definitely the more detrimental side of, of myself. And I think everyone has it. And I'm, I'm the first one to admit that I have it. And I, again, I'm another human being. I think everyone has that. So I compare myself a ton. I get down on myself a ton. Um, but again, it's a constant battle between dude, like, don't compare yourself like comparison is the enemy of love and compassion and empathy for, for others. And, um, just as long as I, I can lean into that, um, that I'm, I'm good. So as far as chasing myself, I'm, I'm chasing happiness kind of now, again, that's, it's risky to say you're chasing happiness if, if you're not just truly present and happy. So I'll retract my former, my previous statement and say, I'm not chasing happiness. I'm, I'm just chasing being the best version of myself. That's what I'm really chasing. Yeah. I've, I've sort of like, you know, being, being a young guy with like not a lot of world experience, you know, I'm 20 years old. Um, I, 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 I can relate to that a lot because I, I sort of find with myself, uh, to be honest, some days I, I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> same, same, like almost every day. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I, I think I know what I want out of life. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't really know what I want out of life. And it's like, you know, you're only on this world for a certain amount of time. And I guess it's for, you know, whatever, if you're religious or you believe in other stuff, it's like whatever you sort of think. Uh, but for, I know for me personally, uh, I think, you know, you're only on this world for a short amount of time. And it's like, what do I want to do with that time? It's like, I want to be happy, but I also want to achieve a lot. Um, but achieve, but I want to achieve a lot in something that I love doing, but finding what I love to do. Uh, and there's like all these questions that are really difficult to, you know, that I ask that there's, I, I don't have answers for, right. It's like the majority, I would probably say for a lot of people, it's the same. Right. And it's like, am I chasing like, you know, chasing money but if i'm chasing money then you know that doesn't also mean happiness but if i'm chasing happiness uh you know there's people that are happy like i i, I want to sort of find this balance and i find it very difficult to sort of achieve that balance uh and i've heard i've spoken to some people where they've said there's you know you're never going to reach balance there's never uh, i was speaking to this other podcaster and he he he, he brought up a really interesting point was like he says you're never going to wake up one you're never going to wake up a day and just feel like wow i'm perfectly balanced you know my career is exactly where it should be you know i'm my happiness my family time everything's equally you know all my time spent is equally put in the right places and i feel completely zenned out um and i'm 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 thinking like um you know, cause like life is so, so weird. And this is the, 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 this is a business podcast, but it gets a little bit, I, I like to really go into the sort of the mental um, sort of side of business, right? Because that's, that's like the difference because all the technical, all the skills, everything you need to know is out there because we have Google and YouTube. You can, you know, every technical skill you need, you can learn nowadays, nowadays easily. It's at your fingertips. You know, if you need to connect or anything like that, but what separates somebody from, you know, being overwhelmingly happy and also achieving great success is just their mental uh, ability and how they've sort of organized stuff in their brain. Um, and I'm not too sure where I'm going with this question, but <laughs> I, I was just wondering, um, pretty much that I, I was just, usually I, I like to do this just 
like with a podcast and such as yourself. And, and I know you're really into Gary V. Um, and, and I, and I love Gary V the same. And I love how this guy, um, you know, has changed, has become very successful, but also he's very happy with himself as well. And he, he has no problem with, you know, losing everything and going back to ground zero. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm not too sure I want to go with that, but I, 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 I sort of just wanted to talk to something on that sort of part with, um, I don't know if you have any points to add to that. Yeah, I think it's you again, I'm kind of just sitting here being, being present and like you, you said it all, like you're, it's so true. And going back to the point of um, like, you don't know things or you think you know things. And like, it's a constant battle of like the, the balance balance question is, is awesome. It's like, there's no such thing as work-life balance. There's work-life alignment. Are you aligned in all aspects of your life? And that's what you can really judge yourself on almost if you're, if you're using the term judgment for lack of better terms. Um, but yeah, it's really finding that alignment between, between everything. Cause there's a, there's an opportunity cost. There's a give or take. If you're hanging out with family, then you're not growing your business. If you're growing your business, you're not hanging out with your family, obviously nitty, nitty gritty. Oh, you can build systems and that'll grow your business on the, on automated. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying if you're working, you're spending time away from family and um, it's a, it's a constant constant pull there so it's finding what works for you um again in this short life we have we have give or take 100 years to live which is insane you're 20 i'm 20 um 21 tomorrow for the october 3rd i don't know when this congratulations man so it's, it's <laughs> nuts it's like thank you but it's like damn we're 20 percent of the way way done with life um roughly and if you really think about that, that's what I was really reflecting on as you were bringing, bringing this up of how crazy is it that life is so macro and so big um, in life? It's like you really can't stress about the such small things. Say this podcast was the worst podcast both of us has ever done and we like weren't feeling it. Like we, we hated the podcast. We hated the episode. We thought it was a failure. We thought it was no one's going to watch it, whatever it is like. Because everyone, everyone has those days or say you lose a deal, you lose a client, whatever it is. Um, in the macro of life, how big does that affect you? Not a lot at all. So that's, that's what I was really thinking about. I know Gary says it a bunch, but it's perspective. That's what it really comes down to. And it's being grateful that we even have this life to live. We can have these conversations and uh, the, the controls are in our hand. We are our own superheroes of our own story. And if you really embody that superhero mentality and superhero, I guess, figure uh, in your own life story, that's super empowering. So I think that's, that's what you can do more of, more of in life going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like that a lot. And, and uh, I, I, I sort of get a lot, a lot of like Gary V vibes with, with, with you and stuff. <laughs> and um, so like, uh, like, have, have you ever thought like, do, do you sort of want to do the same thing with, uh, you know, affecting people on that scale of giving out that much? Um, Cause he, he, he gives out a lot of technical information, but it's more like, like this guy is just like a psychologist and he's just giving out like information that you listen to these podcasts and it just unlocks stuff inside of you, like inside your brain and stuff of like different ways of looking at life. And like what, one of the craziest things uh, I recently heard from, I don't know if you listen to this podcast was, um, you know, with COVID and how 
shitty COVID is and how much is affecting people. Um, and you know, it's taken away businesses, businesses are struggling, certain businesses are going out of business. Um, but he was saying to put things in perspective, uh, was like, if COVID, I think if COVID started like six weeks earlier, Kobe Bryant would still be alive, mm-hmm. which was, yeah, which was, which is like, when I thought about that, I was like, holy shit. I was like, if COVID happened, he wouldn't have been flying, you know, he, he would still be alive, you know? And that's what he was saying was like, you know, because you're not driving around or because you're not taking a flight, you know, that could have actually saved your life. You could have died in an accident. You could have died, you know, walking down the street to your job and a bus or something comes and hits you or, you know, in a flight or something, a flight crash or, or maybe, you know, you're in a different part of the world and you contract an even more deadly disease than COVID or something. Um, mm-hmm. which, which mm-hmm. I was thinking was like, that's, that's absolutely crazy, man. <laughs> perspective. It's all yeah. perspective. It's all so, it so well, I, I just want to ask you now is like, what, what do you really want out of life? Which is, it, it's also a very big question. <laughs> yeah. I want to leave the world and generations to come better than when I got here. Um, in my, my own unique ways and uh, just finding complete satisfaction and happiness in that process. Um, and that's, I just want to raise the, shift the collective consciousness of society. Um, if you want to put it in a fancy, a fancy, well put together sentence. Um, but yeah, it's, it's seeking happiness. It's seeking happiness and being of service to other people. That's what I'm really, really seeking. And how many how many lives can I touch? How many lives can I impact? How many people's lives can I change? That's really the question uh, I, I ask myself when when I get asked that question too. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 for yeah. Yeah. I I, I like that a lot. And and I sort of want to ask you because you you you've also like like I was talking about previously. You've done a lot of really amazing pivots. Uh, what? What did you do when, you know, like the, like one of the, you know, like in business related, what was one of the worst things that happened? How did you sort of overcome that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was probably at the end of 2019, almost a year ago, uh, about, about a year ago, the Q4 of 2019 was really rough because I, I really didn't know what direction to take the company. I thought I was going to close down the agency. I was... I didn't know if I wanted to launch a full agency and not just do video. And I was just doing a lot of thinking back and forth and um, just things weren't really aligning. Um, but I got, I got, I got through it. Then at the start of 2020, um, I, myself and my, um, my like video partner at the time, we were going dead set on targeting in-person experiential companies. So again, back to the COVID, COVID in perspective conversation, if we went that direction, we would have bet our whole business on restaurants and bars and movie theaters and bowling alleys and uh, top golf and all of those ex- rock climbing, all of the in-person experiences, you know, like the, the businesses that were literally the hardest hit by COVID, that is the direction we were going to go early 2020 until we shifted that and i'm like okay that we're not going this this route we're going to launch editing um and we launched we launched editing once once COVID hit and here we are uh about six seven months later and the the business is growing faster than i ever 
ever thought possible. And like, this is what I've been waiting for, for two and a half years of in entrepreneurship. Like this is literally the point where I'm like, now I can implement everything I've learned because we have a direction. It's, it works. We, we have a proven model and now it's just scale. Um, but again, going back to that for nine months ago, 10 months ago, we were, we were, we would have been out of business in a month if, if we really went down that route. So that was kind of the, the scariest time in retrospect. Um, obviously we didn't know it at the time that the world was going to shut down. Um, but yeah, thinking like, damn, if we went down that route and if we didn't have the foresight to pivot and make that change, we've been out of business seven months ago. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's crazy to think about it. And I think about that sometimes it's just like those little, those little pivots that sometimes see so that sometimes seem so in, insignificant and you know, they just change your life forever. It's like a conversation you have with somebody, you know, a meeting or whatever, right? It's just, it's, it's crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, how, how, how big is your team right now? So it's myself, I have an editing partner and then editing team is about 10 people right now. Um, but that's constantly, that's constantly growing really as we have a pretty cool system down right now where my editing partner takes, takes all of that. So I don't need to manage any of that. So they're constantly, uh, bringing people onto that, that side of the team. And then I have, uh, a few, a few salespeople helping me on, on the sales side. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm here. Right, so I don't know what happened to my camera. Sorry. Can you still hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can still hear you. Um, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I just want to ask you one more question, and then, and then we can wrap it up because I, I, I know you, you've probably got to go soon, head out soon. Um, uh, I was just so. How have you sort of set your company up? Because that sounds really interesting. How the diet. So you know, you, you you sort of manage the sort of front, like uh, the sort of media relations of the company, and maybe sales. And then your other friend sort of handles all the editing and the people you're bringing on, are those like, uh, subcontractors that you're, uh, bringing onto the company? Yeah. So they're, um, essentially it's a, it's kind of a white label solution of, I, I outsource all of the execution of the company, um, to, to my editing partners. They handle all of the, all of the execution. Obviously we have that partnership and then I, I handle the, um, kind of the front facing sales and marketing and, um, that side of things. So as far as like salespeople, again, yeah, they're, they're just subcontractors or commission only. Um, so it's, I've, I've hired W2 in the past. Currently we don't have any W2. I just think it's old and slow and I don't, at this point, I don't really need to be paying their taxes and insurance and everything. Uh, so it just doesn't make sense to, to have any in-house employees right now. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I, I have it set up. Okay. Awesome. And, and then actually, uh, if, if, if you have the time, uh, I, I was just, do, do you have the time, uh, like, uh, or, or are you good to, if I ask you one more question? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I was just, how do you go about finding, uh, you know, good, good quality people to bring onto your team or bring on, you know, uh, as subcontractors? Mm -hmm. Social go, go and start talking to people, start reaching out to your network, reaching out to other people, uh, post on LinkedIn saying, yo, I'm looking for marketing managers, social media managers, or go on, go on Fiverr or Upwork or any of the freelance sites and go there. I think that's the, that's the easiest place to start. And you just need to test. Yeah. There's some, some people that don't fit. Um, and that's fine. You can always fire them, uh, which is super hard and it's, it's awful, but that's the, that's the way that business has to be. Um, but yeah, 
it's it's just testing people out and seeing who's a fit and see seeing who isn't. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I I, I like that a lot. Um, and and to I I think that's a good place to conclude this uh, this podcast. I I I know you're probably a very busy guy. Um, and so what, where, where can uh, people find out more about, you know, your personal brand, your company? Um, I, and I would highly recommend guys um, to check this, to check Sam out uh, and to see what his company is doing. They, they produce some pretty high quality content. Uh, so I highly recommend them. Um, but yeah, where, where can people find out more about, you know, what you do and, you know, your company? Yeah. A, really appreciated you having me on. B, I'm really not too busy. Uh, I've been trying to be very deliberate on this because there's been such a common, again, when, when you ask people, Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I've been, I've been busy. I've been super busy. It's Q4. I'm, I'm busy, busy, busy. But it's like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, why, why are you busy? Like, why, why has that been a status of achievement in, in society? And it's more so for Western societies here and um, in the States, Canada and Europe and everything. But the, the act of being busy is not something you should be proud of. Are you being effective with your time? Are you being productive with your time? And even less on the productive side, it shouldn't be how many checkboxes have you checked this today? It's like, are you feeling fulfilled that day? Like that's the true success of happiness. Are you, are you pumped about your life? It's less about being busy and more about just being effective of what you want to focus on and what you want to, uh, you, again, what you want to focus on and what you want to work on. So that's, that's my little spiel about busyness versus um, actually being intentional about your day. Um, yes, I've been being, I've been super intentional. No, I have not been too busy. And then you can find me anywhere on social. Um, Instagram and LinkedIn are my main two platforms. Instagram handle is Sam X Lister, S-A-M. X L I S T E R um, on TikTok as well. Sam X Lister. Uh, you can check out my company uh, at Blank Slate Media. B L N K Slate Media, uh, and we just really help brands scale their video content across social. And then I'm doing a, a new podcast series. I don't know when the uh, this episode will be out, but I'm doing 90 podcasts in 90 days, all of Q4 in 2020. So bunch of bunch of cool cool episodes there. So again, check out the podcast. Uh, starting blank, really on all all streaming platforms: Apple, Spotify, you name it. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I highly recommend guys, you know, check, check Sam out, check out his new podcast that he has, uh, was well, new podcast segment that he has coming out. Uh, he's done some pretty awesome podcasts. So yeah, I highly recommend them. Uh, it's great having you on the show, Sam. Thanks so much, Max. You're a killer. You're a killer. <laughs>